This week on Welcome Back to Roswell, we talk about the episodes Cry Your Name, and It's Too Late, and It's Too Bad. And oh man, I've been both looking forward to and dreading these episodes, just like I do with every rewatch, because it is hard. It's hard. It's hard to watch Alex go. It's hard to see what it does to all of my favorite people. Um, But these are two really good episodes, so I look forward to talking to Patrick about them and seeing his take. I hope you enjoy. Which two movies are Max and Michael arguing about? The Matrix and Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. What do... Oh, sorry. Why does Alex turn down a date with Isabel? Because the the real reason is that he's... That uh, Liz and Maria have, like, helped him, you know, keep his guard up and not, like, fall in love with her, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. But the lie is that he's studying for an English test. Yes. <clears throat> what is Michael's advice to his friends about the grief counselor? I can't remember. He says, so it, it's not it's not super great advice. He says, she has your names, so look out. Oh, look out. Okay. Yeah. I was like, I couldn't remember if there was another part, but yes. Um, who delivers Alex's lunch? <laughs> uh, oh, uh, 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 I was really hoping I would be able to pull out the character's name, but it's Jason Doring. It's, it's Logan Eccles is <laughs> who delivers his lunch. <laughs> I would have been amazed at you. I was not expecting you to have more than the actor or his more famous role name. I mean, I, I, I clocked it when Valenti called him by that name when he dismissed yeah. him. I was like, oh, okay, so his name is something stupid now. Anyway, <laughs> um, who's, ugh, who sings Amazing Grace at Alex's funeral? Maria DeLuca. Where does Isabel plan to go to college? San Francisco. All right. We did it. <sighs> Ryan. What do you think? <laughs> I've okay, I've been waiting. So okay, so I really wanted to know what you thought of the dupes. I really wanted to know what you would think of the end of the world. But this is this is a very big turning we've now turned a corner on this show. Nothing that happens after it will be unaffected by what just happened. Right. And it is Alex is dead. Alex is dead. <laughs> Make it clear. Alex is dead. And we don't know why, but we have suspicions. But more importantly, we're just dealing with the fact that Alex is dead. Yep. Um, and, like, so much so that as, like, Liz is trying to get to the bottom of this, like, my impulse is, like, Liz, girl, <laughs> this this is you being bad at grieving. This is you yes. not letting it go. Um, but... You know, maybe this is also me not remembering what show we're watching and being like, oh, no, 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 it has to be part of something bigger. He doesn't just die for no reason. I, I think that the sh- ep- the show wants you to think he maybe died for no reason. Yeah. Or that he had secret depression and killed himself. Right. For most of the episode. 
because Liz doesn't get any. Liz is having conspiracy theories and doing investigations and trying to figure things out when there's nothing to figure out for the first, you know, seven eighths of the episode. Yeah, most of it. Uh, the kind of the twist is that she may actually have been on the right track, but the rest of the episode is just Alex dies in a car accident, mm-hmm. and the gang Can't deals deal. with it. Yeah. Yeah. Or can't yeah. deal with it. Right. Which or uh, Kyle wakes up in the morning, yeah. it's his birthday. <laughs> that made me laugh out loud. When when his oh. dad was his dad was like, Now I want you to remember <laughs> Alex died yesterday. <laughs> so I don't want you to think about that like it happened today. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. That is that is tough. Happy birthday, indeed. Yeah. But it, it, I mean, like, it, it is interesting how, like, you know, the, the episode is, is very much structured in a, like, here's how all of the characters that we know deal with the loss of a loved one, right? Yes. Um, and I think the, the place that is, like, sort of the most lacking, or, like, maybe we just get it out of the way, out of the way right away, is Max, that all Max can do and normally it's enough is bring someone right. back. Um, right. But he can't do it. And so he's sort of like impotent through the rest of this episode. Like he barely even registered. Like he yells at Valenti at one point that, but then is like, well, I don't know. Okay. You've got good evidence. Yeah. I think you're right. He doesn't have any power in this situation. Yeah, that's right. Um, But he, in some ways like went through, the most acute trauma because he unzipped Alex was in a horrible head on collision with the truck. <laughs> right, 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 right. And Max unzipped his body bag and tried to lay hands on him and, and, and save his life and failed. Right. He, I mean, he comes out with his hands covered in blood, covered in blood <laughs> which is horrible. <laughs> I lo- but I will say in this, uh, this show, this episode is one I think of the show's best. Mm-hmm. I feel like they nailed that scene. It's emotionally manipulative, but it's so good. And part of it's Catherine Heigl's performance when she does her little like voiceover of this is what's going to happen. And this is the story I'm yeah. telling myself of how this is going to be okay. And then we're going to just have hijinks. And I guess, and it's hard not to talk about the show in the, from the position of somebody who's seen all of it, but like they're, can never be hijinks in the same way again. <laughs> like there are hijinks. Right, there is right, an episode right. called Michael and the Great Snapple Caper in the second season, in the third season. But but it's oh, never. Is, is that where they load up a mail truck and drive it to Michigan so they can get the bottle deposit fund? <laughs> <laughs> You'll see it. You'll okay. see. Be I'll patient. Um. But like, it's never. They're never kids again in the same sure. way. It's never Viva Las Vegas again. Exactly. Viva Las Vegas, they shoved a lot of shenanigans in because that was the end of those kinds, that kind of shenanigan. Hey, so, you know, even in a story like this, Maria gets to sing a song. So that's. She does get to sing. Maria goes straight in the Dabda to depression. She's oh, so sad. Oh, yeah. She, she is so sad. And look. Her being sad opens up the door for um, Amy DeLuca 
to have that very sweet moment mm-hmm. with Michael, which is a, a, a good moment for Michael, but a fucking home run moment for Diane Farr. Like, yeah, she's great. She's incredible. I I always like seeing her, um, and I always like seeing her on the show. But I don't think she's ever been better than mm-hmm. uh, in in the in that scene. I'm telling you, this episode is like spotlights for everyone. Maria gets to sing. Mm-hmm. Liz gets to be on a mission. Which well, wait, hold, hold on, because that that obviously deserves its own uh, attention. <laughs> it's it's the extension of the snit you identified in the previous episode. <laughs> Um, but, uh, I, I really appreciate, and it is something that I feel like most shows don't have the courage to do, um, to allow someone to sing something, uh, in a non-perfect way or in a non-pitch corrected way, in a non-compressed way. Mm -hmm. Um, like that's just her performance of like acting through, uh, her uh, amazing grace. Um, and it's, it doesn't sound great, but it is like exactly what the scene needs. Uh, and it's oh, totally. super good and super moving. Yeah. And it sounds like you're, cause Maria is talented and whatever. Yeah. She's not done with her music dreams, so we'll see more of it. But like she, it plays like you're the best singer in your high school's best friend just died. And this right. is how they sing at the funeral. Well, like, and it, it's, it doesn't, yeah. whereas when she sang, you know, when she sang in Vegas. Right. It was like it was TV magic and you know all that, but this is, yeah, she's going through it. Yeah, yeah, I just oh, and like it, it has that quality of, um, okay, so a, a couple of years ago, uh, geez, I can't even remember how many years ago now, but uh, like six or seven years ago now, my my grandmother died. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I flew back for the funeral. It was the coldest I've ever been in Wisconsin. Um, it was just, it, it was just like a, a nightmare cold weekend, but like my whole family was there. Um, and, uh, you know, there, there had to be like some, some readings at, at the funeral. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, my, my mother handed one to me and one to my brother was like, you guys are reading this. And, you know, already my older sister is like on her way out the door, like no way is she going to read one of these things. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I had, had this experience of like doing the reading and I don't even remember what it was now. Um, it must've been something biblical. Um, right. but like halfway through, halfway through, like actually doing the reading, realizing that it was making me feel something. Mm-hmm. you know um and like having to react to that in real time um like that's how this amazing grace felt to me yeah it's it's a great piece yeah good good little piece of of tv but now the investigation please <laughs> so yeah so maria immediately goes to depression and isabel is in denial town yeah she's She's, she's mean, bringing just, them back in, she's in her dreams. She's back in her yeah. dreams. And you know she has power. So, like, there's part of you that wonders, is she, like, stealing his soul for this? <laughs> um, but, yeah, she's just, and it's very, like, their scenes together are very sweet and sad. But it's also just like, oh, Isabel. Oh, Isabel. Um, so, Isabel's stuck in denial. And somehow, Liz gets in, gets to the investigation phase. Yeah, bargaining. That's bargaining. That's bargaining. Okay, right? so she's in bargaining. Yeah. She her instinct upon her best friend 
getting headlong collision with a truck is go is check go, out his car. Go check out his car. Liz. Liz, you there's blood all over the seat. Of course there is, Liz. And you're just like out there in the junkyard just like touching it? Oh, just touching it? Just Gotta touching say, it. Seeing this junkyard uh made me have like a nice happy flash to um Roswell, New Mexico, where I was like, Oh, a junkyard. Junkyard, fun times. Yay. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So Liz is in an investigation. She thinks something, it doesn't make sense to her, which that makes sense. Of course it doesn't make sense when your best friend dies. It um, should not It should not make sense when your best friend dies. Sense. So she's trying to find a reason. She's trying to find a reason. And she doesn't verbally say that it could be alien. She doesn't get conspiracy about it and t- again till like the thir- the end of the episode right and like she doesn't we say it we, out loud she doesn't say it out loud and like the show doesn't really clue us into that's what she may be thinking right right well she goes to max so right. she's clearly not scared of him um well it's just like it, then- it's interesting that like she's obviously holding that until like the the confrontation scene mm-hmm. after the funeral um it makes me feel like the show considers us the audience considers the audience to be one of the aliens like that's a secret she's keeping from the aliens i think the show and us even though we spend time with her and like we see what she's doing i think the show is putting us in the role of the aliens which like um you know uh, uh, right after they like all kind of break up from uh that uh, accusatory scene um Mm -hmm. kyle's like well looks like it's us versus them and in that moment i felt like the aliens you know yeah no i think you're totally true because and again we get this and i'm not confirming nor denying what it means but we find out that mike that alex signed the credit card receipt in binary or in <laughs> ones and zeros right so it's very weird right like that's so weird. very weird if right. you knew that first then you might do all the things that liz does in the episode but she finds this out last so i feel like the episode also as the viewer sets us up to maybe Liz is just crazy. Yeah, totally. Even the scene where she's in Alex's bedroom screaming at everyone. Like, you don't want to, uh, you don't want to think it might have something to do with the aliens. Cause that would mean you are responsible. Right. Which, is, Which uh, I, yeah. Oh, <laughs> like it's one of the lines of the show that I always remember, but it's also like, that's, that's, that's fucking harsh. Liz. Super harsh, especially because she would be dead if there were no aliens. 100%. As with Kyle. Alex, you told him. you. Isabel didn't bring Alex into the loop. Yeah. You brought yeah. Alex into the loop. Yeah. Like, yeah, anyway. So she, <laughs> but it, I always I hear that in my head, like, at least once a month. Because it would mean you are responsible. Um. And it also has, I mean, I always have to check in on the shipper stuff. It does have, like, pretty cold Michael, considering how he has been literally a physical support beam for, for Maria all episode. And he's been there for her and integrated into her family. It's taking care of them. When it's, like, alien versus human, he's like, forehead yeah, kiss, gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> Peace, I got alien stuff. 
Uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna sit here. But also, it's fair. He doesn't want to sit here and get called a killer with no evidence. Well, not just no evidence, but even like if it is aliens, like they're yeah, not it's responsible. Not them. Yeah. Like they didn't 100%. ask to be aliens in Roswell. You know, like yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So yeah, Liz is out of line. Um, <laughs> but also maybe right, which is not a great combination. Well, yeah, because I mean, you know, even uh, even when we get that sort of like retroactive, like, oh, there is something like crazy happening here mm-hmm. um, that like she's still barging into Valenti's house and demanding, uh, you know, an explanation that is not the explanation that she wants. She's still sending Max to like go shout at him at the funeral. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, God, it's just like. I mean, I, I guess when when you are wronged, as I guess she is in, in this uh, situation, that, like, you sort of throw whatever sort of decorum out the door. But, like, I don't know. Like, it, it's, it's, right. bold, it's bold moves. I'm going to say something that is so self-indulgent, but it's okay because this is our podcast where we talk about my favorite show of all time. In my favorite movie of all time, Adventures of Babysitting, there's another line that also gets stuck in my head, and it reminds yes. me of Liz in this episode. And it's when um, they accidentally get caught in a car that's going to be hijacked. But anyway, Chris, the babysitter, is getting worked up, and the <laughs> the uh, one of the her charges mm-hmm. says she's definitely losing it, and she goes, "I am not losing anything. I am still in control here." <laughs> <laughs> It's really funny. <laughs> <'Cause> no one... <laughs> I think that I think that line, like, which I guess that says something about me, but I think that at least at least once a week where it's like she's definitely losing it. I am not losing anything. I am still in control here. Um and then she smacks a candy bar and she goes, No candy, you're acne. Um, but anyway, but that is Liz. Is Liz is like everyone's like right. Liz. I think you're going through it. And she's like, I'm not going through it. I'm investigating, and it's like, well, no, the no, investigating that's, is that's the evidence. Yes, of you are going through it. You, what you are doing right now. Oh, even, but it. But she's again, not the I, like I in in this show and in this episode. Like investigation leads to someone like getting worked up like because we see valenti do it too oh and i feel bad for poor valenti yeah yeah because he he's finding things out about he's seeing evidence or seeing clues that point to a reality he doesn't want to face and he certainly doesn't want to tell his son and and the, the teens about Right. In terms of Alex having trouble in school and the fact that the truck driver is like, no, he drove right into me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is a, it is a little bit of an ugly scene there when he's not just a little bit, it is an ugly scene when he's interrogating the guy and is like, how many beers did you have? And the guy's like, I had one beer three hours before I left. Um, and is like really grilling this poor guy who is also in the hospital. Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and we we mentioned it was Logan, but it's Jason Doring. I think is so good in this part, and it's funny because he plays such a different kind of weasel on Veronica Mars. 
he he plays a different kind of weasel but like this i feel like it's the same or like in in the same vein when when he's like holding court right yes. and like he's like just he's uh you know embellishing the story to make himself like you know seem like a more important or like a, mm-hmm. a a witness to something more definitely suicide yes um and like that feels in line with what like logan might do but mm-hmm. the fact that he apologizes for how he sounded uh to liz like moments later yeah totally unlogan not very logan logan i don't know if i'm sorry is in logan's uh yeah i don't think he i don't think repertoire. he knows how to say it <laughs> um, i mean at least i feel bad I'm talking about young Logan. Yes, yes. Season one, Logan. Yeah, season four, Logan, he's just, like, a perfect man. (laughs) That's true. Who's, like, completely evolved and doesn't have problems. And is so patient. Yeah, his his biggest problem is he keeps dating Veronica Mars. If he stopped, (laughs) that's the only sign you have that he is not fully self-actualized, is that he's still in a relationship with Veronica. Um, But we can talk about that somewhere else. (laughs) I'd love to come back on Come On Now, Sugar, and uh, talk about Veronica <laughs> Mars with you guys. All right. Well, that saves me having to do any hard booking. That's easy. <laughs> um, I'm an okay. easy book. You're an easy book. Uh, I'm trying to think. I, like I said, I legitimately consider this episode one of the best episodes of the show. Yeah. Um, Which consequently means that there's not that much to, like, talk about make fun of in the episode oh there's almost nothing to i like it's literally just crying from scene to scene and saying oh this person was good and then they made me cry i mean okay another sign another line from this episode that i always think of not as often because it doesn't come up in my personal life but when he when uh isabel is saying goodbye to her head alex Mm -hmm. and she's like i love you and he says i think we both know that i loved you too yeah it's very sweet it's very sweet it's look i'm i'm a sucker for um someone appearing to someone else as a vision mm-hmm. um and then a- acknowledging that they're just the voice in their head that like yep. um you know he 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 can't say i love you too what he can say is we know that i loved you like yeah ugh. yeah it's so good um okay well <laughs> We now have step two in the Isabel plan for the future. Yes, that she <laughs> she, just, it, <laughs> she announces she to should, everyone. She should have waited. She should have told Max first. A hundred percent. Let him stew on it, and then also like not told everyone else right away. Like they could find out through Max. You know, like that's not something that you you don't need to like go and like hold court with all of your friends it's the second time i said hold who are in this episode. all who are all wrong going through some shit like two days ago their best friend died so yeah we don't have to we don't but she needs to say it so yeah that's she true says it's, it and max it's, it's immediately, at that point yeah not a good time shut up shut up <laughs> <laughs> Um, Ryan, do you think it is fair that we are confronted by both this episode and episode eight of WandaVision within the same, like, couple-day period here? I, I think it's, it's fair. But also, here's the thing, I've known this was coming for weeks. (laughs) That's true. This, I was blindsided by this. You were blindsided. So, like, 
when we finished last week's episode, I so like since the finishing of recording of last week's episode of this show. You've been show, stealing yourself, yeah. I've been stealing myself and being aware that this is coming. So it isn't fair, but that's life. I do think <laughs> what's the line everyone loves? Reef. Yeah, it just the love persevering. Yes. And I think that's true about these people. None of these people are choosing to zone out and watch television to comfort themselves. They don't have that as a self-soother. I guess for me, this show is my (laughs) self-soother. So if you were Wanda... If I was Wanda, it would be Roswell. Oh, 100%. It would be Roswell. It would you probably... also watch enough TV that, like, we would, would be, be skipping through oh, it would be all wild. kinds of things. <laughs> Ryan, do not get reality-altering powers and then become <laughs> totally <laughs> stricken with grief. Because I don't think I could keep up. <laughs> no, I'd be depending on you to, Dar- to be Dr. Darcy and to be figuring it out on the outside. <laughs> It would be so much. It's like I'm gonna have to figure out the difference between uh, what your imagination makes of uh, Buffy, of Angel, <laughs> of Veronica Mars, <laughs> like all these things. There'd be are like too a, there'd definitely be like a Freaks and Geeks episode. Yep, yep. Um, yeah. Obviously a Roswell, probably a Lost. Like, yeah. Oh man. Oh jeez. No, it'd, it'd be too much. Sitcoms are safer. <laughs> they are. It's true. No, there'd be a Safe by the Bell episode. There'd be mm-hmm. a lot of teen episodes. <laughs> All right, I take it back. Let's do it. Let's <laughs> <laughs> let's get you these reality powers. Let's get into it. No. Oh, uh, so yeah, it is a lot of grief mm-hmm. in a week on television. But, you know, that's okay. Uh, We are just in, like, a a sad, weird, slow time right now, right? So, like, I don't know. It, it, whenever, whenever I'm watching something that is sad now, I'm just sort of like, ah, yes, this brought me into the emotional place where I should be. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, It let me not be on, like, emotional freeze, which is, uh, nice, I guess. Yeah, I feel that way about, like, really lonely stuff. Because mm-hmm. I think I can, like, forget my loneliness or, like, watch TV or something. Right. But when the content is about, like, have you watched Nomadland? No, oh, no, I have not. Okay, it's very good. I recommend it as a movie. But, like, there's something. It... Yeah, when I watch things about people who are profoundly lonely, I'm like, Oh no. oh, no. Turn off the lights. <laughs> oh, it's no. This much. is my feeling, too. Yeah, I don't want this. But it it helps when it's something like, and it's crazy that this wasn't written in pandemic times, but like something like Palm Springs. Yeah. Where the loneliness is then alleviated, and you're like, oh, it doesn't have to be lonely. <laughs> it doesn't have to be lonely. You can find someone to share your experience with and see dinosaurs like walking around yeah. out in the wild <sighs> but yeah no we, it's we hard will to see talk dinosaurs about... again we, we'll see yes. dinosaurs again it'll happen yeah this is a hard episode to talk about because it's kind of just a really good episode it's 
yeah. is where I come down. And not in a fun way. It's like a sad, good episode. So like you said, mm-hmm. there's a lot of really good performances. Diane Fart is great with what she does. Um, I think that even um, Liz's mom, who doesn't usually get to do much more than like be worried about Liz. Yeah. In her like one scene was really good. And same honestly, same with Isabel's mom. I felt like all the mom moms did A plus work. Yeah, moms oh. brought it. And I don't remember if I cried this time watching because I was like tears in my eyes most of it. But Alex's dad is also really sad, really good and sad. Yeah. I I mean, because we've never seen Alex's dad before, right? I think maybe once, but not this is the first like real meaty scene he's gotten. It seemed like they found just a sad person and were like, mm-hmm. put him on screen, <laughs> put put him in a black suit. He's playing Alex's dad. Yeah. Because um, like that, that felt like some real, oh, God, that I, I haven't had the courage to go into his room yet. I know. Oh, come on. And freaking Liz is using him. <laughs> I, know. I know that little sneak. Well, Okay. <laughs> In my memory of the scene, I thought Liz immediately started digging through stuff. She does go and like play bass guitar for a second. Yeah, so maybe but is... she wasn't planning on investigating. Okay, but I'm that no, she was. She was. Because <laughs> here's the thing: that's the last place that she saw mm-hmm. Alex was lying on the bed playing bass guitar. Right. That's true. So she is just putting herself in like his last headspace that she knew of. Right. And then is like, okay, so where did he, you know, like getting into the, getting into his mind. Um, oh. Yeah. That's, that's just more investigation. Yeah. And then she blows up and is mean to the aliens. Oh, those poor aliens and the aliens. Let me tell you this though. Uh, they don't, they don't, they don't play this right either. <laughs> um, Cause if it is alien related and of, you know, we're watching Roswell. So it probably mm-hmm. is. Um, you know, they don't have to be like, well, it's our fault. And, you know, what, I mean, like, what does that mean? Like, they can yeah. just, if someone is killing people connected to aliens, then that is something they should know about and isn't something that they should just be shrugging off. Yes, but the way Liz comes at them. She does it bad. <laughs> she does it bad. <laughs> but, like, Max is supposed to be a fucking king. So, like, show some leadership, buddy. No. He is. <laughs> Max I mean, is not right. that good. He's not that good. Like his, and we, I think we, we, I think we said something about it while we were watching the episode. I don't remember if we mentioned it now or maybe we did in passing, but it's worth revisiting. After the funeral, everyone's walking to their cars and Max goes up to Sheriff Valenti and starts yelling at him. He's yelling at him. That Alex didn't kill himself, which is not public information. So all these people walking to their cars are hearing Alex did not kill himself. Not, Ugh, not, not, smooth, not great. Max. Not great guys. Oh, Max. I do feel like this brings out kind of in some ways the best in Michael. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily the best in like Liz or Max. I mean, what's what's nice about Michael in this situation is that he is he's the ride or die friend, right? Like he will be there. He will know that there's not that much that he can do other than be there. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's enough. 
Yep. Or if it's not enough, it is something. Yeah, it's what he can offer. I yeah. think he, I guess maybe it's just I respect that his, while he has whatever grief he has, he's looking to be there for, like, he has, he's seeing other people. He's being yeah. empathetic and he's grief. Yeah, well, I mean, and also, like, he doesn't, as far as, like, the, the core eight, seven, I yeah. guess, um, <clears throat> he's got maybe the least relationship with Alex. Uh, probably Tess. Oh, yeah, probably Tess, who we really don't, uh, we barely check in with. Uh, yeah, Tess's, I mean, we're just fine. Yeah, I think she's like, fine. I'm, ne- I'm never wondering what Tess is thinking. <laughs> oh, but I love Tess. I do too, but in this case, it's Kyle's fucking birthday. I care about that. <laughs> Liz and Maria, of course, I care. Like we've got a lot of people's feelings to worry That's true. about. That's true. There are a lot of feelings. Like, um, like I don't care what Sean's doing either. No, that's a little bit of a weird call too. Uh, that he <laughs> did they just like not have him available for shooting most of these days? Because like the only time that he's in this episode is when he like calls back to the Deluca house. Uh, I gives guess Michael he, some shit. Yeah, but I guess he's trying to. They're trying to set up why Michael is there, though it is very man of the house. Like, even yeah. if Sean was home, Michael could still be the person making tea. Yeah, totally. It's not, but it's fine with me that Sean's not there. Yeah, gives he... Michael a chance to shine. Sean <laughs> just complicates things. Ryan, I think we need to get into the next episode. Because... Yeah, there's more to talk about. Okay, great, great, great. All right. <laughs> what is the significance of the term "I the stud"? This is Alex's email password. Also, it unlocks a document on his computer. What is Maria taking a picture of for Alex's collage? I also asked this question. Mm. All of his instruments. Um, so I'll ask another question. Okay. Uh, who does Liz convince to help her break into the school? Sean DeLuca. What is Max rubbing while he tells Tess about his fears? Her feet. Is Leanna Leanna? Leanna is not Leanna. Leanna is not Leanna. Exactly 20 characters if you count spaces as characters. The same number of digits in this binary code that Alex left as a signature. And he signed for his lunch. <sighs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> this is so uh, as, as far as like Liz's mystery goes, it follows the exact same trajectory as the previous episode. Of being like, man, it seems like she is like pushing too hard yes. or like getting too crazy about it, only to be justified at the very last possible second. Though I will say, last episode, the cost was mainly her own like health and yeah. and the fight that she gets in with the aliens. In this episode, she alienates no pun intended. Or <laughs> oh! pun sort of intended. Right. She ruins she she has an adverse effect on sean 
I think you should just go back she, to alienated. I mean, she <laughs> alienates Sean. She well, she doesn't alienate Sean. We'll talk about that. But she <laughs> damages her relationship with Maria. She deep more much more deeply damages her relationship with Max. Like it's like the well, cost is kind of getting higher. The cost is getting higher, but he it, tells it, her it's... I won't be your friend anymore if you go if you leave. <laughs> Oh, I, I agree there. I think maybe just the the way the sentence was phrased that it puts more blame on Liz than on Max. Max oh, no, is Max is doing on a great a job of ruin, ruining relationships in this episode. Max is in trouble. <sighs> Look, both both of our romantic heroes, both Max and Liz, uh, kiss the wrong people in this episode. <laughs> And and for maybe the wrong reasons, I don't know. Max is going through some stuff. He's yeah. decided to embrace his alienness, which really kind of means he's just being a big dickhead. Yeah, well, you know, how long can you have someone telling you that you're the king and yeah. you're not a human before you start being like, you know what? Fuck it. People should listen to me. Like, it's I don't true. know. I, I get it, but yeah, you're right. Like it's making him a huge dickhead. He threatens Isabel that he's gonna pretend she has a drug problem. <laughs> That's like, I mean, you know, so I got really bad. mad at him that time he punched Michael in the face. This yeah. is worse. This is way worse. This is horrible. Um, and even Michael's like, huh, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> you seem to want to be an alien, and I'm now starting to like humans. And Max is like, I don't want to hear your bullshit, Michael. <laughs> Go fix it with my sister. Oh, well, at least he's always got Tess. He's always got. He's Tess. got t- Tess is going nowhere. Tess is there for Tess is ride or yeah. die. By her own uh, by her own admission, she's uh, there for eternity. I do oh. think uh, I-, I was also going to describe her as ride or die, but like she's ride or die for alien stuff and like. That's oh, it. I'm saying she's ride or die for Max specifically. <laughs> no, I don't even, know that she, she's even that, that loyal like, to anyone else. <laughs> Max could make some decisions that are like not alien related that would probably make Tess be like, you idiot, we need to be doing alien stuff. Right? <sighs> yes, but I, I don't think she would leave his side. That's probably right. I feel like she'd still be, she'd still circle back around. Because think of it, how much he rejected her in the past year. <laughs> true. Like, oh, she would true. have every reason to start over in a new town. The way these people treat her. But she's always holding out hope. And it's nice to see yeah. her like take him to the observatory and be like, okay, yes. so I may not be able to show you where we come from or like what our life actually is. But do you see this one star? that is also visible in the sky above our home world. So like somewhere out there sleeping underneath the same big sky, right? Mm-hmm. That like our our world is out there. It's not make believe. Um but like then goes on to make the argument that what they are living through right now is the dream, right? Like is is yep. the make believe is the part that doesn't count. Which um, here's the thing, his friend just died. <laughs> The woman that he thought was the love of his life is gone fucking crazy. Right. Like, from Max's perspective, yeah, it probably does look better to go be the king somewhere else. Well, yeah. So someone offering what you're experiencing right now is just a dream is also saying what you're experiencing right now is just a bad dream and you can wake yep. up from it. Like, 
That is a compelling. And then has outlook. sex with you. Bonus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Plus it's Emily DeRaven. Like, yes, yes she's a babe. <laughs> she's a um, babe. I do feel like the foot rubbing scene is weird. <laughs> Cause like it's, it skips an intimacy step. Yes. It, yeah. yes. But then at the end, they're going all the intimate. So then you're like, okay, I guess that's, that is where they were in their relationship. Yeah, but it doesn't seem like it at the time. It doesn't seem yeah. like it while it's happening. It no. seems like like maybe it was uh, written as like he's giving her a massage, like shoulders, right? Like sitting shoulders up, or shoulders, or even stock on foot massage <laughs> feels more like where they are. It's true. Both of those feel appropriately like high school, where like yes. you're you're touching your friends more than you will when you're. Uh, an adult um right. but you're not in like an intimate place with them you're just more hands-on than than you you would be as, as a responsible adult um but the foot off or the sock off foot massage is that that is a, a wildly intimate gesture it was and and i know that they've gotten closer and all of that but yeah it's kind of wild um and again by the end of the episode they're having sex so it's like okay i guess they are intimate but it it's like a it's almost like a flashing neon light where you're like wait what (laughs) you guys are okay that's where you are okay that's all right all right i will readjust my expectations Uh i do like that uh the two of them have to boink under the stars but for Mm -hmm. them like the stars aren't enough it needs to be in an observatory so it's like yeah the deep space stars like that that's very cool yes and it's a perfect place for them and you know it's all tessa's wanted for a while so (laughs) good for her it's like her reason for existing (laughs) yeah a little bit um and yeah this is it's a look it's a It's a dark episode, but also like a little bit of a, like, I feel like that is also a sad, I I said before that they were kissing the wrong people, but that is a satisfying moment, at least for Tess, and in some ways even sort of for Max, even though like kind of fuck Max at this point. Um, Yeah, but but it's fulfillment of where he's going, it's where he wants to be. Um, And then we have Liz, who takes Sean on a crime spree. It's a single crime. It's one single, one crime. Breaking, entering. Yeah, I guess it's just one. Yeah. Then the police catch them. He and she doesn't even check on him until Maria gives her shit about it. Yeah. And but then, don't worry though. Sean is able to talk his way out of it by being like, "No, no, it's okay. I was just doing this because I was trying to impress this uh, underage girl because I want to fuck her." Yes, and then plus Amy DeLuca steps in. Yes, and gets some community service, <sighs> which is good because remember he's not allowed within a thousand feet of the school. No, he was bra- so he was breaking multiple rules. Yeah. Okay. All right. You you got me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it is so funny. Like Liz goes to him right uh, to to recruit him for breaking into the school and. 
you know, it's obvious she's like way out of her depth because she's like, yeah, you use a Swiss army knife, right? To break into the bowling alleys. And I could probably use the same thing to break into the school. And he's like, all right, fine, I'll do it. (laughs) Actually, it's a perfect like sitcom setup of like, well, okay, I'll tell you how to do it. But I'm there's no way I'm going with you. And then cut cut to he's doing it. But also he is like, I don't love this term, but he is a simp for her. <laughs> like it's ridiculous. That is true. That is true, and I equally do not like the term. I don't like yes. it. I'm sorry for saying it, but it's just true. He's a Look, simp. It's. I, I feel like there are, there are always these ter- always these terms that I'm like I hate. I hate this is like entered the lex- lexicon. It's come in through like the bad side of the culture, mm-hmm. and then we just start using it. Um, like I, I feel like I was that way with cuck for a while, and now I just think it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> well. Sean's a simp. It just is what it is. <laughs> it's true. He goes along with it, but he's also not at the time when Liz visits him at the DeLuca house. He is uh, engaged in round one of DeLuca versus garbage disposal. Yes. It looks like he's removed the garbage disposal. <laughs> yeah. He is under the sink with a screwdriver in his hand. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, I could see where you would have to like loosen the like metal band that like holds the thing on like yeah. i can see where a screwdriver would be used at one point but it seems like he's just like jamming it up there yeah no there's a jamming it situation <laughs> that is happening with all the delucas and this garbage disposal yeah even and i and it's funny it's fun and it pays off with michael later but like when amy deluca is doing it she is using a plunger which is a thing you can use for garbage disposals <laughs> But she's sticking the Using butt the wrong end. end. <laughs> she's sticking the wrong end into the garbage disposal. Yeah, which isn't an improvement on uh, Sean's earlier tactic of using a broom handle. No, he, no, not at all. I think is that round two. Yeah, yeah, it's that's round in as round well. two. Is is yeah. is broom handle? Yes. So it's all it's all a mess. Um. Essentially, and Liz blows Sean off, and he's like, so I can't date you, I can't hang out with you. And she's like, not yet, which just that is inappropriate to say to a simp. He says, is there anything I can do? Oh, that's right. Is there anything I can do with you? And she says, not yet. Which, why is she leading him on? And then she's like, you know what? I don't know if I led you on enough. Comes back and plants a big old kiss on him. Yep. Because Liz is in lizard brain. She's doing her instincts of whatever she wants. She has, yeah. She's not giving a shit about how it's going to affect anyone else. <laughs> Poor Maria but, is on the edge of a nervous breakdown. All she wants to do is get this yearbook spread done for her friend. Oh, my God. And she is getting shit from the, is it the yearbook teacher or the yearbook uh, editor? The yearbook, the yearbook, I think that's a student. You think it's a student? I, I, thought, I thought she seemed older, but... Maybe not. Either way, it is someone who should be more patient and sympathetic with someone whose friend just died who is working on like a tribute to him being like, uh, I thought you said all the assets were going to be camera ready. Oh and God. this shit is not ready, Maria. <sighs> Horrible. She's cut her a break. But also, yeah, she just, she's not getting that same break from her very best friend, Liz Parker. Yeah, who's obsessed with Sweden and is calling Sweden all night and saying... Call me collect if you need to. (laughs) (laughs) On my cell phone. That was so charming. Call collect if you need to. Oh, Oh Liz Parker. 
Um, well, she's not only calling Sweden, she is also calling the Swedish embassy. Yes. In Washington, D.C. And asking them, okay, here's a picture. I have this picture, which I don't think she's even showing the picture to them. She's <laughs> well, just not describing point, no. it. She's just describing it. She says it's a four-story building covered in glass, which I don't think and is it, how you does express this that. does exist in Sweden? Where, <laughs> not, not does exist. Where is it in Sweden? And this poor dude at the embassy. He's got a lot on his plate. I mean, what did you think that this is like the ambassador from Sweden or just like someone who works? I think it's someone who works in the embassy, but they still have things to do that are not finding buildings for teenagers. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. He's in Washington, D.C. He's got stuff. He's got stuff to do. People from Sweden have lost their passport. Yeah, yes, correct. Um, but he does it. He does it. He Well, yes, he does. He asks around. And they <laughs> find out that that building has not existed for years. But not, like, so many years, right? It, uh, 1994, yeah. which at the, this uh, yeah, episode like six came out years in, like, 2000. Ago. So, like, six years yeah. ago. Okay. Because um, my, my first thought was, like, wow, that was a long time ago. But then I had to recalibrate and be like, oh, no, yeah, no, no. At the time, it wasn't that long ago, but it certainly was longer than last Christmas. Yes. Which is yes. when he was supposed to be there. Or, yeah, January. Yeah. And so so Liz surmises he never went to Sweden. Which And where was he? It's a little bit of a weird conclusion to draw, right? That he wasn't in um, Sweden? I mean, it, then, it, okay, so if that building doesn't exist, then that means that the picture is fake. Why would this picture be fake and not all the other pictures? So then all the pictures are fake. Mm-hmm, Plus mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. has that the family he supposedly stayed with that is not named that and doesn't know him. Yeah, that's I, I that's better evidence, I think. I think the two pe- I think you need both pieces. Sure, sure, sure. Cuz otherwise it's just a typo on a form. <laughs> you know I mean, what I mean? Even, like Yeah. I but like either way Someone being like, oh, yeah, that building did exist back in 1994. I don't know. I, I find it hard to believe that, like, the Swedish embassy knows all the buildings in Sweden. Right? Yeah, it's a TV show, Patrick. I, I know, I know. <laughs> I know. Again, she just described the building. <laughs> they didn't even see a picture of it. <laughs> and it's not, like, the most uh, unique visually. No, it, it, there's no, like, yes, weird sign. I think- Yes, but we are to accept the reality that of what this man is saying about the building. Sure, sure. That he is positively identified, knows exactly what building it is. And that, and it's that gone. it has not been there for a long time. Six years. Six years. So, yeah. Who knows where Alex was? Yeah. But okay. All right. The trip to Sweden is now sounding fishy. And we have this look. We refer to it in the opening of this half of the episode. Um, but there's this Leanna is not Leanna thing. Yes. Floating around. Dun dun. Why would he say that? I don't know. I mean, I do well, know. Yeah, right. Of course you do. <laughs> I know everything. But the episode doesn't know. Okay. Okay. Um, so then what, what can we talk about that aren't things that you know? We can talk about Michael and Maria's little arc. Yeah, it's cute. Um, so she's on the edge of a nervous breakdown. <laughs> yes. 
not getting any of the support that she needs from Liz. She comes to Michael's house and she's like, your phone's disconnected. I don't like that. I couldn't get a hold of you. And he's like, no, I'm here. I'm, I'm going to say all the right things and be a perfect boyfriend. And she's like, I don't want you to be a perfect fucking boyfriend because if you're a perfect boyfriend now, I'm going to depend on you. And then one day you're going to go to another planet. What's the point of having a relationship with someone who's a good guy now if he's going to leave one day? And Michael has no response. He's got he's got nothing, well, which is a little bit strange because the position that he's put forward earlier in the episode with Max is that he's like, oh, no, like, I'm not so sure about leaving anymore. Yeah, but he can't say that to Maria. No, that's true. <laughs> It's also a cute little, not cute, not that cute, but it's sort of like a, not an, a bit of an inverse of their earlier relationship. And also like, he was bringing up these issues with Maria from jump. <laughs> so it's real funny. Now all of a sudden it's a problem because he's been telling you he's an alien. Right. Like from the first time you hung out with him. But maybe like now it's becoming more real. Like it, it all seems like a, a perfect like going away to college analogy, which yes. is of course something that we have happening, uh, like literally with Isabel. Yes. Um, that she is like probably going to get into school in San Francisco. Um, <laughs> they they have this moment where she's like, "I'm on the wait list." Everyone, like a little congratulations yeah. are in order. It's like I don't congratulations for the wait list. Oh, okay, is he? <laughs> um, but yeah, that uh, just that there is now this example of one one in their midst leaving town, probably. Yeah. Although, if not, if Max has anything to say about it, um, that Maria's like actually thinks that it's real that he could. Leave. I mean, I think the the Alex piece is a little bit closer to the surface. Yeah. Yes, that too. Like that, she had a friend who died really recently. Yeah. Yeah. Unexpectedly. So. I don't, it's, yeah, Michael has nothing, has no, has nothing to say. And she kind of breaks up with him, really. Um, and then he's hanging out with round three of DeLuca versus <laughs> Garbage Disposal. Right. He, in fact, uh, intercedes on round four before she yeah, goes at it with a hammer. Says, you know what? I got this. He puts his hand over it. He fixes it. But meanwhile, Amy gives some good advice. Mm -hmm. They talk about the disposal, but it's really code. <laughs> For any relationship. Any relationship. that It's about, you know, both meeting where you are and understanding what you can offer each other in the moment. It's not about selling a, an idea of forever, because forever is a myth. They don't get quite to saying that, but I think that's what the subtext of what Amy's saying is. Yeah, well, and the point that um, Michael gets to uh, later is what I can offer you is now. Um, yes. Which is very sweet. Um, and, uh, you know, if we talked about the, the previous vision quote in the earlier part of the episode, mm -hmm. we got to talk this time about a thing isn't beautiful because it lasts, um, yep. which is the, the same sentiment here. Absolutely. And so it's very, like, I love this little storyline for Michael and Maria. I mean, I'm yeah, very sad very for Maria because she's going through it. But, oh, yeah, but it's very sweet. And she oh. thinks it's, she, she, she quick kisses his little palm. Yeah. It's very cute. That's a cute and, like, good macro story for them. It was yes. a very compelling micro story for them earlier in the episode when, 
Michael walks in on uh, Maria taking the pictures of Alex's instruments. Yeah. And she's like, is this lame? And he's like, kinda. And, <laughs> and then, but, but it's like, do you need help? Yeah. <laughs> like, do you need help? Here, so here we'll, we'll, let's figure this out. Yeah. I, I do feel like, and who knows where this is leading and what's going to happen next, <laughs> but I do feel like Alex is, from starting, I guess you could start with the prom mm-hmm. when he gets dance lessons or whatever. But Michael is all of a sudden acting like the perfect boyfriend. Yeah, he... Or not perfect, but like all but of a like sudden he is good. a very good yeah. and like other-centric. Like he's not being mm-hmm. selfish. He's being just very, I guess, the perfect supportive boyfriend. Like he's just being very supportive of Maria in a way that if anything, that was part of their problem before is that he was kind of on his own thing. Mm-hmm. And now he's much more like other centric. It's weird how much that turned on a dime between Viva Las Vegas and the prom. Well, and even in Viva Las Vegas, because remember we have that, like the turn in that episode. Yeah, that that's he- true. That's true. True. So I, you could trace it back to, and, you know, I'm saying this as a, a candy scholar. You can trace it back to him meeting and getting to know Lori. Mm-hmm. And that really grounds him in a humanness and an otherness. And, like, he is much, he becomes a much better human after that. Well, it's because he gets the one thing that, like, everyone else gets to have is family right? Yeah. Like, everyone else has already had those familial bonds, and, like, we hear about it in, it might have been the, the previous episode, um, but Michael's talking about, like, his stepdad taught him how to, like, make yeah. drinks and called it, like, job training, which is a shitty kind of path to set your kid on, mm-hmm. um, and also, like, having a kid make drinks. There, there's a lot. There's, yeah. there's, there's a lot there that indicates that, like, he doesn't have um that sort of familial relationship with even the people who are were ostensibly his family um but yeah and having lori then he's got lori right yeah yeah um that he's got someone who like he is sort of her grandfather but not really right um yeah that like connects some dots for him i think well and then i i maybe it's even also softens him up so that he's ready to be familial with Amy because his relationship with Amy to Luca before mm-hmm. these episodes is not not good not good <laughs> it's not like bad it's in not, fact you would say it's not based in trust it's not no. based in care for one another it's not like so that also really evolves I mean very no, quickly, what, there, but... was, there was a very colorful threat that uh, Amy DeLuca used uh, against Michael when uh, they were driving out of town. Yeah. What was it? Like, if you have sex with my daughter, I will something. <laughs> yeah, nothing good. No, it was graphic. It was like, you yeah. know, I will turn you inside out or some, something yeah. amazing like that. <laughs> You'll wish you were abducted. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I feel like, yeah, it's... I think it's also setting Michael up as a contrast a little bit to Max's behavior. Yeah. Um, Cause like, as we said, he's kind of, he's a dick. He's a jerk in these episodes. He I mean, starts he's, buying into he's just his trying own to be alien king. Hype. Yeah. He's trying to be king. This scene with Isabel <sighs> is, is tough. Mm-hmm. 
that's I mean, first of all, them having this confrontation at school, um, yeah, is uh, huge because like even for him to like act that way to her in front of anyone else uh, betrays the fact that they are not normal people, right? right. Like um, anyone observing them would be like, there's something fucking going on with the Evans kids. Yeah, something's wrong uh, in that house. And he pushes her so far that she lashes out and mm-hmm. burns a piece of paper in her hand. I know. And throws a dude into a locker. She she does. She's And it's it's one of those things where I know he's being count, counseled by Tess. Mm-hmm. But if he had a friend who had clear eyes, like the last time you got into trouble, your sister was alienated and went off on her own and did bad things. Right. And it probably wasn't because you weren't, you didn't have enough discipline on her. Like, it's because you weren't listening to her. Yeah. And I'm not saying either in either life, it's Max's in this life. It's kind of Max's fault, but in, I'm not saying in the previous life, it was Max's fault, but it's like, as much as Tess is good for Max in that it gives him someone who believes in him, it's like he needs someone who isn't a yes man to be talking to. Totally. Totally. And he doesn't. And he has Michael, but Michael's like, he's not really listening to Michael. He's not really listening to Michael. And Michael is also like, he's registering his, uh, his his discontent with the situation, but still sort of going along with it, right? Like, yeah, Michael is a follower. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> as much as he thinks he, that would offend him, but sorry, dude, you are. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you're right, Michael. So like, he doesn't really have anyone, and and maybe it could be in another world, it could be Kyle, maybe, mm-hmm. or even Maria. But like, he doesn't have anybody who's calling him on his shit right now. Yeah. Except for Isabel on some level, but she's in the shit, so he's not right. listening. And Liz, of course, but like, you know what? Well, yeah, well, Liz what are you gonna is on do? the planet. <laughs> the thing that's so, you know, we were talking about the the characters going through the different phases of Dabda, mm-hmm. uh, and like, I had sort of written off um, Max as like not really having a, a, a grief moment. Yeah. But in this, in this episode, he's like, uh, if... Like the the idea that there is alien shit behind Alex getting killed um, is too much for me. He says I can't, yeah. I couldn't bear it, um, yeah. which means he's has like entertained the notion and is like, nope, too difficult. I can't deal yep. with that. So it's not even that he doesn't believe it; it's that he's in denial oh, about yeah. the fact he's that in, it could be a yeah. possibility. He's, he's in, in the deep. D. deep. Yeah. He's in deep D. He's in and, deep front D. And it's I, I I that part I have empathy for him, I think. Mm-hmm. I think the yeah. way he's treating his sister I don't have a ton of empathy for or his some of his other stuff maybe not. But like for that that it would be really hard. Yeah. With no evidence to admit it's possible that you could have caused the death of your friend. Like that's a big that's a big ask. Oh man, it is tough. I can't believe 
that this is like two consecutive episodes of this show that are just, first of all that are uh this kind of like good and grounded and uh, yeah. that, you know um normally when the show when i'm like yeah the show's really good it feels like it's good because it's crazy you know yeah um, this is like the show kicking into a gear it's never really accessed before yeah that it's just like being good on like human terms and like emotional mm-hmm. terms like uh, all of it really 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 working um i forget where i was driving with that Oh no, but that that it's two episodes in a row of just like sitting with uh characters having lost something and not mm-hmm. knowing how to move on. Yeah, it's it's wild. And it's even more wild because the two episodes previous to this <laughs> were just silly silly fun times. Yeah, some of the most frivolous the show has ever been. Totally frivolous and and like like Viva Las Vegas, if that episode got disappeared, it would do nothing to the arcs of the show. You never know. <laughs> At least prom, you have like Max and Tess getting closer, and Liz and Sean. You have kind of romantic plot ongoing plot lines are moving. Yeah, well, and I, I have to imagine that on the rewatch, um, Liz's journal, like the Liz's journal component, where she's like, "This is the last time we were all together and like yeah. happy." Um, I tried that... to underline that, but not too aggressively when we <laughs> recorded last episode. You're very, you're very considerate of my experience of the show. Well, this is the, okay. There's other twists. I'm not saying that's the last twist, but that, this right. is the biggest twist that I consciously was like, I, it's better. You must keep it from Patrick. I, well, it was better for you not to know. Yeah. Yeah. I, agree. I don't think it would have been, I mean, if. You know, in 50 years, when we revisit Welcome Back to Roswell and we're re rewatching, <laughs> sure, it'll be worth it that you know. But, like, it's, I don't know, there's something worthwhile in experiencing the grief kind of along with the characters. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, and to that end, we were going to talk about the, um, like little introductions uh the, oh, well, Jesus uh, the previously on Roswell. <laughs> so they're weird and this and this one introduces because like and i guess it was true about prom too but for some reason i thought maria knew the rest of the the rest of the season the maria that talks directly the to maria camera. that talks yeah. to us but no because when she, when maria at the beginning of cry your name maria doesn't know that Alex is going to die. Right. And then the Maria at the beginning of the second episode. Um, it's too late. And it's too bad. That's right. It's too late. And it's too bad. Um, she is visibly shaken. She, this yes. is like back to being strictly in the character of Maria. It's crazy. <laughs> and again, we all know how previously works. Previously on's work. Yeah. And I will tell you now, there are more twists and turns the rest of the season, of course. Uh-huh. We're getting close to the end of the season. But none of that, it's, we're not getting foreshadowing or any, this is not adding to those twists. Right. It's just recapery. That's all it is. I will tell you, there is one point before the end of the season that I think I see why this exists. Uh-huh. It will not be satisfying. <laughs> you won't be like, oh yeah, that was making it all worth it. You'll just be like, oh yeah, I guess that's what the writers did. Um, the the first one of these uh made me think of the pilot episode of Hanging with Mr. Cooper. 
Okay. Have we talked about this on the show before? Uh, possibly, but let's talk about it again. So in the pilot episode of Hanging with Mr. Cooper, um, the titular Mr. Cooper is the, – the whole show uh, is shot on the Growing Pains set. Like okay. It's, it's, it's the house for, the, for Growing Pains. Yeah. Um, and uh, at the beginning of the episode, uh, the a- actor comes out and is like, hey, um, you obviously recognize um, this house – uh and uh this this is a a pilot it's like mark curry is addressing the audience either at home or like in the audience being like this is a pilot we're doing this because we don't have a set so like you recognize this house but what are you gonna do um and then like and then the show starts it's the weirdest thing because like just like these maria things it's like who needs this uh, the Maria things don't, and maybe they also feel like I, under, if you have to do them, mm-hmm. I think there could be a more interesting thing to do with them. Cause I don't uh, think, like... cause right now it might as well be a previously on mm-hmm. I agree. almost every single one of them. Maybe the prom one a little bit more. Cause she tries to talk about like what the meaning of prom is. And tries to set the frame that way. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, if there's some sort of like thematic presentation of something, I, yeah, I don't know. It just like the the fact that there is no reason for them to exist in universe um, ma- makes the whole thing baffling. Yeah, and like I told you, there will be. I mean, no spoilers, but there will be a <laughs> sort of reason, but it's not. It it won't retroactively make these less. Like I said, they don't feel more useful than a previously on. Right. Well, and like, it also just doesn't feel consistent with like the tone of the show. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. there are shows where it would make sense. Um, or even if it didn't like make sense, like in the reality of the show, just like there being a little bit more of like an elastic presentational nature to the show. Um, but th- that's just not what Roswell is. Honestly, it would be more Roswell-ish if like Lyric was introducing the episode. Absolutely. Like if somebody. In in like a in like a dark room where there's just like a spotlight on him. Yeah. Uh, and he's like you know uh, testifying in front of like some council that we don't see. That would be great. That'd be great. Let's go back. That'd be great. <laughs> or like even that. honestly, okay, this might be too much, but Rath and Lonnie. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they don't want to sit in all that makeup, but like, have <laughs> Rath come back and just be like, "Shit, they're going to prom this week." <laughs> like. Then at least the character is more like, and I love Maria, but it's just Maria. It's Maria doing the least interesting speech that she does in the whole show. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And also like, I I don't like the idea of Maria being like a character outside of the reality of the show. You know what I mean? Like I want her to be in the show. (laughs) If we pull her out. Yeah. The show is not a show with meta elements. No. Look, um, if Abed was doing this, if Abed and Troy were like looking at the camera and telling us what happened last week, fine, perfect, that would work. it works. Maria, honestly, I think it does. 
And I'm trying to think if there's like a Roswell, New Mexico character that could do it. Ooh. Um, what if uh, Forrest is doing it, but it is uh, like some like spoken word, you know, poetry. <laughs> from the stage oh i I forgot about forest holy moly um oh man oh boy i can't wait for that show to come back they've released a bunch of shows that are coming back through june patrick oh no (laughs) so oh no so either one of those shows needs to get canceled Right. Which or, CW doesn't really do. Or we're waiting till after June. Oh. We're going to have the vaccine. <laughs> That's how long it's going to take for Roswell, New Mexico to come back. We're going to well, be in the same I mean, room. I'll, I'll make that trade. I'll make that trade. Yeah, I would I, that I, trade that's, that's fair. I'll, I'll wait until uh, after June if it means we get the, the vaccine before then. We can start having guests again. Oh, my God. I mean, honestly, when you just said right now we could be in the same room, feels like a fantasy. It is. <laughs> it feel real. It doesn't feel oh real. Oh my god. Um. All right. I feel. I'm trying to make sure we covered all of the bases on these episodes. I think we did. Um, yeah. No Valenti in this one, right? Or Kyle? Uh, we get Valenti. He goes to Max and is like, why the fuck is Liz sneaking into school? I don't want to know anything about what you kids do, but I know things. <laughs> it's like. Yeah, it's Valenti, that's a real mixed messaging. Want to know everything? What are you talking about? You made about? a big stink about it in Las Vegas just a couple weeks ago. Yeah, come on. I don't think there's any Kyle in this episode. Yeah, I, yeah, I, th- I, th- um, I think that's right. But yeah, but hey, he got to he got to roll off the couch shirtless in the previous episode and start doing push-ups. So yeah, I have no complaints. Know. He got to tell everyone they were Paul Bears. Yeah. Yeah. Um he got to he rock had, a black suit. He's do, he's yeah. he's doing good. He's doing he good. He had a good episode. Um <laughs> Yeah, hopefully he's just like meditating or something. I would um, But yeah, so the big thing that changes all these characters' lives for the rest of their lives. I always think of and now I can tell you this. The way Liz Ortega or Teco I don't. I can't believe I almost called her Liz Ortega. Liz Ortega is uh-huh. reminds me, and I think it's because of the death of Rosa, like how driven she is. Reminds me of how Liz is now that Alex died. It honestly, it's such a good mode for the character mm-hmm. because it gives her something to do that's not pine after Max, and in fact runs counter to that. And yeah. I think that's what I. I think it's one of those things that. It's a gear that Liz Parker has doesn't get into until right now, yeah. um, but yeah. it's kind of where Liz Orteco starts, um, mm-hmm. because it's pretty. It's like it's. I think it's if it's not the it's the episode after the pilot that she finds out that Max might have something to do with Rose's death. Right. Remember, she like is interrogating him, and she's like, "I'm gonna yeah. fucking destroy him." Yeah, um, <laughs> it's like. Oh, she's so cool. <laughs> which is so cool, but meanwhile she's secretly kind of somewhere in her heart loves him, but maybe not. Right, of course. Um she he's still her soulmate, whatever. Uh and so I th- I love that dynamic or like that dynamic is really fun that we get to, as much as it's scary, it's weird to see Liz go crazy. It's great to see her so driven and that when Max is like I won't be friends with you anymore, she doesn't even hesitate. She's like yeah. fuck you, your friendship means nothing to me if if it's 
if it's your friendship or finding out what happened to Alex, yeah, all day I want to find out what happened to Alex. Also, Fuck your friendship. And it's like, who? oh, Liz Parker, a year ago, I feel like you would have burned would everyone else down for uh, five minutes alone with Max. So. But also, who does Max think he's fucking kidding? If Liz comes back to him and is like, hey, let's hang out. Like, if she shows up at his window in the middle of the night being like, I don't want to be alone, he's going to let her in. You're right. He, look, we, he may be the biggest simp of all for her. Well, okay, he is a simp, but he's the simp who's now has this other person who simps for him. <laughs> God, I hate it so much. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just the reality of this program. I know, I know. This program existed before the term simp. <laughs> all right. I feel like we've covered all the angles. Yeah, we got it. I like this is one of those weird times in a rewatch. I have never stopped where we stopped. It's I even jokingly suggested to you that we keep going. Oh, I know. I heard it. I did not take the bait. <laughs> you did it. You were very you were very smart. <laughs> very disciplined here. But yeah, I I don't know what I'm gonna do for the next week. Um, how many episodes do we have left in the season? Three. Oh, so we are on to like the final. Yeah, so we have to we have here. to figure out if we're really going to do a three for. Yeah, yeah, it's we'll figure it out. Okay, feels like an off mic conversation. <laughs> well, you led me into it. What was I, I did. To do? I'm sorry. <laughs> I wasn't going to make us have it. All right, whatever happens, have a good week. Be safe. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad we do the show together. Me too. Thank you for listening to Welcome Back to Roswell. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a review over at Apple Podcasts or follow us on uh, social media. We're at Roswell Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Take care and have a great week.